Before we get into the following episode, I want to add a little bit more of a new story to this episode because I didn't speak about something, but something did come out after recording the episode and it's very exciting. It's in regards to the new possible reveal or lead up to the reveal of Octane. Octane is going to be a new legend coming to Apex Legends. If you don't already know, he was datamined a while ago, and his ultimate included a jump pad ability. Well, on the map in Kings Canyon, there are numerous jump pads that have been spotted around. There are a bunch outside of market, specifically three that have been found. I assume there's going to be many more throughout the state of the map, but right now, that's where they are. I'm personally kind of excited for this. I can't wait for this entire lead-up to Octane. I'm ready for a new legend right about now. I'm playing a lot of Wraith, I'm playing a lot of Caustic, those are the ones I tend to go to, and I can't wait for some more great Apex Legendsy goodness in my life. I'm going to be playing more over the course of the weekend, and I wanted to speak a little bit about Octane because it does excite me very muchly indeed. We do have a lead-up coming, there are jump pads across the map, everybody get hyped. There's also some changes to colorblind mode, however, I don't want to get into that whatsoever because... I am ignorant. I don't know a lot about of what's going on with the colorblind mode. I did try to do a quick search for it online before actually recording this little intro to the next episode, but I didn't manage to find much about it. There seems to be some controversy going on. Don't fully understand. What I will say is accessibility options in video games is fantastic. I am, if you don't know, a disabled gamer. I am visually impaired in my left eye. I have very little eyesight. And then in my right eye, it's not that great either. So I am kind of aimed at a little bit when it comes to accessibility options. I have spoken about it a lot in the past on my other podcasts. If you want to check them out, that's the Hello Ghostly Games podcast, as well as some other stuff that I've done prior to that. But what I will say is I love accessibility and and more people being able to play video games is great news. But yes, I'm going to stop talking now. Let's get into today's episode. Enjoy it. As always, welcome to King's Canyon Radio. Welcome Jumpmasters and Squaddies alike to King's Canyon Radio. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan or Hello Ghostly and we're back again for another episode of this fantastic Apexy Goodness podcast. I am so hyped to get into this week's episode because I've had a really good week in regards to games. I've had some great matches going on. One in particular stands out very much indeed. I spoke about it on my Hello Ghostly Games podcast. However, I'm going to talk about it again because it is so, so good, I like it so, so much, and I had such a great, great time. I played for roughly around two to three hours one night. I was getting into my groove, and I got three wins, and I had some fantastic wins. I was running around a 50% win ratio. I was doing really, really good that night for some reason. And this one particular match was very interesting, and it stands out to me personally quite a lot. So we go into the match, I lose a teammate straight off the bat. So there's only two of us, there's myself and a pass. 
Pathfinder, and I'm playing Wraith. So I stayed to my wife because my wife walks in. She goes, oh, someone's left you again already. And I was like, yep, it looks like it's going to be another losing game. That was a complete and utter lie. I do apologize, wife, for lying to you. We ended up winning that match, and in quite a dominating fashion from myself, I did superbly good. I'm quite proud of myself, to be honest. I did very well, and I'm happy that I did as well as I did. So we were doing the whole looting, grabbing all the items we can, but also being sneaky ninja ninja. We were doing real great. We didn't get picked up at any point we didn't get into too many fights we got into one fight i think i managed to pick a person kill him get the revive on the pathfinder and then we left because we thought we're not going to win this fight they were pushing us too hard this two versus two different teams so we thought okay let's go i wasn't talking to this dude though this was all from communicating with the ping system so we leave we hide we run away we do our thing chilling out in the hood because we're cool we're on our last round. This is going quite quick. This match lasted maybe about 20 minutes or so. We're on the last round. We're camping in a pipe down in the swampland area, wetlands. I can't actually think of the exact area. But we were camping in a pipe and there's a hill behind this pipe. So we go up this hill because we need to move because the ring is literally moving right as we're going. So we thought, okay, we better get going because we're in like round three or so. The damage is going to be immensely bad. So we have to get going. So we keep on running up this hill, chugging along. And there's a kill box on the floor. And by this kill box... Walks up a Gibraltar, just starts going through the box, feeling his thing, he's all on his own. He is unexpected that we are walking up on him. We slowly sneak up on him, I get the kill, I wreck his unexpected ass onto the floor, he gets killed, we get a win. So I start going through, we get, we get a nice little kill going there, so we're on two kills now in this match. So I start going through the box, doing my thing getting all the ammo and whatever else I need, just to see if there's anything in this box that could actually help me in the coming fights that would come. And I hear somebody running up on us from in front of me, which is perfect, because if he come behind, it would have been a little bit more of a different situation. But he comes up on front of me, he pushes me. I can't entirely remember what the hero was. I think it was a Pathfinder. I could be wrong. But they start pushing up on me. I do a bunch of damage. He hits me for nothing. I don't know what's going on. He doesn't hit me at all. He doesn't do any damage whatsoever. I do a bunch into him. He loses his shield. He loses a bunch of health. He pushes round the corner then. He gets away from us. Goes back the way he came. Back around the corner. My teammate there in the Pathfinder. This is where he comes in clutch. He pushes up. He downs him. He does a bunch of damage on the two teammates around the corner. Which I don't know this too. I only know this one at this point. So I'm like, okay, cool. He goes down. He dies. They finish him off real quickly. I can't actually save him. It happens so fast. I don't really have time to do anything then one of the people behind the corner push up on me and they push up on me hard it's a wraith she's doing her thing she thinks she's gonna get the kill she completely wipes my armor but that is all she does she does nothing to my health i down her i quickly wipe up the kill because i don't want that to come back and bite me in the ass in a minute so what i do is i take the kill out i do it with my ro3 i'm running a carbine i'm running an eva i'm fully stacked i got everything i need for this fight so i'm doing all good so the race goes down, I'm thinking, okay, maybe there's another team or something inbounds nearby or whatever doing their thing. There's another corner by me. I go around it. I start to do my battery. And then in my headset, I hear someone 
in the distance trying to heal. I don't know whether they put down their lifeline machine or whether they were trying to use the healing ability or something, but I heard healing. So I thought, okay, I've got a decision to make here. It's a split second decision. Do I finish my battery and then push or do I cancel my battery and push? So I decide to do the latter. I cancel my battery. I push up on this person. This person completely poops the bed. They completely crap themselves because I hear them stop doing everything they're doing. They then run back around the corner to me because they think, okay, if I don't push the kill, I'm not going to get the win. So I've got no armor. I've got literal health at this point. I do some really cool dance moves. I do some crouching. I do some jumping in this fight. I put an entire clip of an RO3 carbine into this dude and then pick him off with Eva. It was glorious. It was a five-kill game. That was the winning kill. I'm so proud of myself. I did so well. I'm so happy. And it's probably one of my favorite games that I've played of Apex. That's why I'm bragging about it here on the podcast, because I enjoyed it very muchly indeed. And I think I'm going to be playing some more Apex over the weekend. Even though I want to play some other games and get some achievements done and things like that and play some Nintendo Switch, I'm going to be playing some more Apex Legends because of this one particular game. Enough of that, because I've been babbling and going on for enough time already let's get into the apex legends news there's not a lot of it so don't get too excited first off the apex legends battle pass may or may not only cost us ten dollars or seven pounds and 99 pence if you're in the uk there was an actual complete mistake on the apex launcher they made a big old oopsie daisy and then for a short stretch of time it showed a little bit of an image on the Origin homepage that could confirm that the Battle Pass is going to cost players around 950 Apex coins, which to buy a thousand Apex coins is £7.99 if you're in the UK. And if you're in the US, it would be $9.99. I think that's how their money works. I don't know. I don't know Americans' monies. I'm UK. I haven't been to America for a very long time. The last time that I went to America, I was three. So... I'm now like 26, 27. I don't actually know my age. This is something that is a problem. I don't know why. I just constantly forget my age. I remember what day my birthday's on, but I don't know how old I am. Always forgetting. I'm also very hopeless with like birthdays and whatnot. I remember my children's birthdays now, but for some reason, birthdays do not work with me well at all. I don't know anybody else's. I know my wife's, I know my kids, and I know my mother's, and that's about it. And I only know my mother's is because it's a few days after Christmas, so that's the only reason I remember that. I'm personally okay with only spending 950 coins, otherwise known as £8, on this battle pass. I think it's right. I think that's a perfect price range because it's undercut in Fortnite. Because I think Fortnite is more than that. I could be wrong, actually. I could be wrong. I think I am wrong on that one. I think maybe it's around about the same price as the Fortnite battle pass. I don't know because I've only ever bought the battle pass once on Fortnite. And that was because I liked the starting skin. It's the one where they had the anime dude skin. That he looks like a Naruto and he gains a new mask as you level him up. That one. I like that skin. On to talking about some data mining once again. Because Respawn is playing the data mining down a little bit. This comes from community manager otherwise known as Jay. Frechette and that is posting on the official reddit for the game he went in and addressed a couple of posts that were popping up over the last couple of days and he does discuss things like 
the new characters that have been revealed via the data mining and also some other stuff. So the first quote we've got from him goes as followed. There's lots of stuff that has been data mined from Apex since launch and it's swirling around the internet. We know this stuff is fun to dig up and speculate about but you should not treat any of that info as a source of truth. First off, well, duh, that makes perfect sense. You don't treat a rumor or data mining like it's truth because there could be stuff in there from another game that they were working on. If they were working on Titanfall 3 and then it spun off to be Apex Legends, there could be little bits of code from that game in here. So that would make sense there. He then followed up with this next bit that proves my point a little bit further. There's stuff in there that is very old or things that we've tried in the past and cut. Remember, our design process is to prototype and play lots of ideas, and some of it may be things we're still building for Apex Legends. Finding this stuff by no means confirms that it'll ever come out. At best, you should treat any posts about this as a rumour, and the real info will come from us when we're ready to show off what's coming next. So that makes perfect sense, because obviously... Rumours are rumours are rumours are rumours. Data mining has never been a complete and utter go-to when it comes to announcements and leaks because obviously a lot of stuff can change during game development. This happens all the time where games look a certain way and then they change completely. Or maybe something looks like it's going to go one way and then it doesn't. It happens all the time when it comes to video games and that's something that everybody who is in the gaming sphere should realize because not everybody does get that. I know a lot of people do. I myself understand that take everything with a gigantic spoonful of salt, not a grain. A grain is not big enough. You take a spoonful of salt because things change. That's the way life works. Things change all the time. He then went on to address some screens that popped up over on the EA Origins client that revealed the price of the Season 1 pass, which we talked about just now, literally just this second. And he said the following, We'll be providing details on Season 1 Battle Pass and the next Legend very soon. It's not coming out today. That was a couple days ago. So... This makes perfect sense. I think next week is when we're going to be getting some information in regards to the Battle Pass and maybe the new Legend. I would assume that they either launch them both simultaneously or have the Legend come just before. The reason I think this is because I think the Battle Pass will then include maybe a skin or two from the Legend that has just launched or is launching with the Battle Pass. It just makes complete sense to have something in there tie-in. Also, they could maybe tie the Legend to the Battle Pass itself and have you unlock the brand new character that way that would be another cool thing to do it would make sense as well considering skins are tied to the fortnite battle pass and they do need to do things somewhat different so tying one of their heroes to the actual battle pass makes sense to me personally they'll make money from the battle pass with people buying it especially if you get say the new legend for free and then in there there might be some cool skins for that legend as well as other legends in the game it's just a way that they can stand out and be slightly different to the other battle royales that kind of exist right now and i think it's the right way to go especially with the content that they do have in the game they've got a lot of side content that a lot of stuff people don't care about like the poses and the banners and everything like that that's not something that i personally get excited about i get excited about weapon skins character skins and new characters that's pretty much it and also maybe some new maps i'd be cool about that as well but those are the things that i'm really excited for and i'm sure a 
lot of gamers are the same way. So focus on that. Concentrate on making it as interesting as possible. And the money should keep on rolling in, Respawn. Just a little tip from me to you. Take my tip. Not saying that you need my tip, because you've probably got enough tip on your plate right now. I'm making a joke about penis, but what I'm trying to say is they probably already know better anyway. And on to a super old story that I didn't cover last time. Respawn has gone through and banned a bunch of hackers and cheaters on Apex Legends on ZPC platform. So they've banned 350. 55,000 cheaters from the PC version of the game. Hallelujah, this is not a problem on console because I would be raging out of my butt. I would not be very happy. This comes from a post from, you guessed it, community manager Jay Frechette. He's the one that's telling us everything. He said the battle with cheaters is going to be ongoing and that they will need to continue to adapt and be very vigilant about fighting it. So that's some good news if you're a PC player. They also confirmed that their intention to add a report player function on the PC version is in the works for the game. So that's also something that's coming. They also continued to say on in the post that they will be working with experts both inside and outside of EA as well as scaling up their anti-cheat team in order to better deal with these problems. So that's pretty, pretty good indeed. They did go into spammers a little bit as well. They're also going to be looking at spammers during the character select screen as well as having AMD come into the studio to work with Respawn on ensuring the game continues to run smoothly on PC. This comes after a recent similar visit from NVIDIA. And the last thing that they discussed was a reconnect feature that they said will not be coming anytime soon as players could drop out of the match and then use this to get back into the game and avoid fights. Respawn thinks that this is too easily open for abuse and resources could be better well spent on improving game stability. I'm personally all for this. It makes so much sense to do this. Don't include a reconnect because otherwise people would do it all the time. You'd get in a fight and they'd leave and reconnect and it'd just be a nightmare. And I wouldn't like that at all. So please don't do it. Just make those poopy players go away. Go to poopy town. We don't want them here. They can go bye-bye. Let's get into the tip of the week. I'm going to be force feeding my tip this week. I'm going to be telling you to be more creative with Rafe. Wraith is a super easy character to learn, however she can be very difficult to master. Her teleporter ability can be used in a bunch of different ways. Most people would use it to disengage from fights, but did you know it could be used in some slightly more creative ways, like getting a downed teammate to a safer location to be revived, or dropping enemies off a cliff, which I currently found out from a recent video someone posted. That was pretty cool indeed. A secondary tip for your teleporter could be to remember that the direction of the teleporter is always the way that it's facing when you go through it. So if you go through it aiming north, you'll come out facing north. This can be used to your advantage if you're being chased by a teammate and you go through your teleporter. If you pull back behind your teleporter, they will be facing the opposite direction to you. So you'll then be able to get an easy kill on them unexpectedly they will not be able to react quick enough unless their sensitivity is really really good so it kind of gives you a little bit of a one-up in those fights that's just another tip that you can put onto your utility belt and use in any situation that deem it necessary 
on to my favourite name segment of all, Law Galore. Law Galore is a piece of lore from the world of Apex Legends. Each and every week, I'll pick a different character, and I will break it down for you. This week's, if you haven't already guessed, is going to be a Wraith episode, and it's going to be discussing her mental illness. Her mental illness had her landed in an IMC-ran mental institute. Wraith's unique powers are thanks to experiments that were conducted on her, and some of these facilities are located beneath King's Canyon. Compared to some of the other playable legends in the game, Wraith isn't in the Apex game for fame or glory, but she's doing it to learn more about her mysterious past, as she remembers nothing from before the institution. So she's missing a big chunk of her life. That's really sad. There's a lot of sad stories in regards to the lore to the characters. I don't know why, but they made them all really sad. Like Mirage missing his brothers, Pathfinder being able to locate rings, but not being able to locate his creator. There's loads of sad stuff like that, and it just continues on and on with this game. I don't know why, but they make everybody sad and complex, and it makes me sad. But I love the characters. Regardless. On to Tears of Joy. Tears of Joy is my personal ranking list of all things Apex Legends. Each and every week we'll pick apart a specific area of the game and list my favourites and my least favourites. However, it's not all about my personal list. I want to create a community list from you guys. The best way to get in touch is patreon.com slash helloghostly or heading over to my Twitter or Instagram which is at helloghostly. I've got a website which is helloghostly.com and we also have a Discord there so you can let me know what your personal choices are for each and every list that I post. I'm going to try and make a big old community one and have them here featured in the episode. This week is an interesting one. It is going to be team combinations. These are my favourite team combinations that I like to go into game. They aren't necessarily the best ones, so don't take my full advice. You don't have to follow these like they're a religion because they're not, because they're coming from me and I'm a big old dum-dum. We're going to start things off with the best of the best, and that is the S-tier. S-tier consists of my favourite team of all, and that is Wraith, Bangalore, and Lifeline. This particular team is so versatile and works in so many ways. It doesn't actually focus on one particular strategy or way to do things however it works best because everybody has their own abilities that do not make them dependent on one another for example bangalore and wraith can easily get in and out of fights as they deem necessary wraith's ult can be used to travel long distance quickly for both herself and her team bangalore's ult can be used as an offensive tool or even a defensive tool depending on where you place it you can use it as a wall to get foes away from you or you can use it just to do some big old damage and then lifeline will always be useful because of her fantastic healing ability which will help depending on the situation you're in also her ult is pretty good with getting some extra gear or for trying to use it as a distraction for the enemy she is very very good there on to my a tier my a tier is a little bit more situational it can work exceptionally well if you're in the right situation so the a tier team goes as followed Caustic, Pathfinder, and Bloodhound. This is a very strange setup, I know, but it does make sense. So this works best for a more slower playstyle. It's fantastic for playing things safe by locking people out of buildings with Caustic's traps, 
Bloodhound is great for spotting gear that is very near and then also enemies. And then Pathfinder is fantastic for this setup because you can locate the next ring. You can then rotate to that ring and get yourself set up in a nice building nice and quickly and get yourself all sorted there. Also, he's got a zipline which can get you across long distances quickly. On to my B tier and C tier. These are necessarily tier... These aren't necessarily tiers that won't work, but they can work depending on the places you are, but they are not my personal go-to team setup. B tier is Gibraltar, Mirage, and Wraith. Mirage is very situational depending on, obviously, the situation you're in. You've got to be very good at bamboozling people, and it's kind of not always the best thing. It's very good for baiting teams out and, like, getting them to shoot so you can kind of see where their location, but it's one of those things where they're not necessarily a go-to. Gibraltar, on the other hand, I like very muchly indeed. I played a crap ton of Gibraltar when I first started the game. However, everything that's been going on with his hitbox, with him being a larger character, and his abilities feeling somewhat lackluster in comparison to the others, he's on the B tier. And then Wraith here just does not work with this setup. I think she's great, but when you're running slower characters like Mirage and Gibraltar, she's just too far ahead of everybody else, and she's not very good unless you're trying to move your team across with the teleporter. On to our C tier list, this is a really strange one, and this is Pathfinder, Gibraltar, and Caustic. Again, you have two of the biggest hitboxes in the game, which means they're easily to hint. Caustic is super situational, he's only very good when you're using him to lock up buildings, and even then, sometimes getting to those buildings, he's not very good. You do need him with a Pathfinder, I definitely think, that's why I would say this is in the C tier, because you can still work with this team it's just very difficult you can use Gibraltar's ultimate in various different ways to kind of push enemies back from you or help get you set up in a specific way but like I said he's very situational he's not one of the best legends in the game but he's still playable regardless that is going to be it for this week's episode of King's Canyon episode. For some reason, the recording went super easy for me this week. As always, if you have enjoyed the show, please leave a review on iTunes. We're competing with so many other Apex Legends podcasts, and mine is doing okay. We're number eight, which is pretty good. I'm pretty happy with that. But I would love to be higher up in that list, so please go on over to iTunes, leave a review, let me know what you think over there. Remember, the show is a limited run, so if you do want to keep it going, I need to know that from you the listener because i don't actually know whether or not you're enjoying the show because i haven't had a lot of feedback in regards to the show i do know it's doing well in the listeners though so that's something to get excited about personally i'm very excited but that is going to be pretty much it for today's episode i hope you all have a great day and i hope you all have a great weekend and a great week and as always get ready to jump jump masters it's time to drop ghostly out